0: So every month, we're just gonna theme what we're reading with the word cock. <laughs> That's what we're doing. Yeah. Okay. Putting our degrees to sure use. I was following what we were doing. So, are we gonna do cocks giving? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could have like a turkey on the decoration. You know what we could do? You know how you make a turkey with your hands? <laughs> <Goodbye. laughs> <laughs> like a little Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Spice Rack Podcast today. We hope that you guys enjoyed um, Cocktober and you guys (laughs) are able. We certainly enjoyed all the spooky reads, but today we are talking about small town Montana. But before we get into that, Sav, how are you? Okay. I I have a lot of things to say. Actually, owning a home has made me the villain um, because I've been doing all these house projects and I've been feeling so good about my house projects. Seth yesterday told me that if my ego gets any bigger, like if my head gets any bigger, I'm going to float away. <laughs> so that's what I'm dealing with because I did the fridge and pantry organization that you see on TikTok. And like I am so much better than everyone else who hasn't done that. <laughs> like that's just how I feel. <laughs> so I am the villain this week. How are you? I'm good. I am just getting busy with school and stuff. So I'm presenting in a conference in the spring. So I like sent all my stuff in. But other than that, I love the fall. It is sports galore. I have every kind of sports to watch on TV. Um, I was a witch for Halloween, so I could have my nine to five. <laughs> and that's about it. That's how I am. So see, we're the opposite because fall doesn't exist to me because we go, well, fall is in like September. Then we have Halloween, and then Christmas starts on November 1st. So <laughs> I am fully ready. Michael Bublé and Mariah Carey are defrosting, and they are ready to make an appearance November 1. Okay, I have a story. You're going to laugh. So I was at TJ Maxx this day. You know, we don't celebrate Christmas. So I never had, like, a Christmas tree. You know how, like, Christmas trees have, like, tr- like tree skirts? Mm-hmm. So I was, okay, and I was like, oh, my gosh, these are so cute. I was thinking that they were, like, <laughs> like... Like you were gonna swe- put them on your body, <laughs> like sweater cover-ups. Because yeah. there were some that had like fur, some that had fringe, and I was like, "Oh, these are not clothes." You thought that it was like a poncho, exactly. What was happening? It, we all know that I love a poncho, <laughs> so I was like, "Wait, these are not poncho." Shut the fuck up! That's hilarious. <laughs> I was like, I know Sav will enjoy this story. Thank you so much for telling <laughs> me. Those. that made my day. Also, before we get into the episode, Emily is not watching Love is Blind. I'm not going to give away any spoilers, but I need to talk about how absolutely horrible these human beings are. So if you are not watching Love is Blind and you are listening to this, please stop what you're doing and go watch it on Netflix because these are the worst, the worst men I have ever, ever seen. Ever. So everyone watch it. Please DM me your thoughts. When it's over, I may recap it. I watched a movie on Netflix. So Netflix has a category called book club. So I don't know if it's like Netflix take on like book talk or whatever. And there's this movie and it was called from my window. And it was kind of this like enemies to lovers. They started fighting over the Wi-Fi password, but it wasn't. So I would give it probably four stars, not as good as a kissing booth. So if you're looking for a movie on Netflix, watch it's like through my window nothing can be as good as the kissing booth no. so it's really unfair to compare movies to that do you want to talk about midnights okay do you think it's too late to talk about midnights like did we miss the window of time to talk about it no i don't think so i think we can give our top three yeah i can give my top three okay so as you guys know the queen t swift um released midnights and then she surprised us all with the 3 a.m edition so we are going to give our top three so Sad, what was your top three I'm laughing because I'm thinking that ours will be very similar. My number one is karma. Obviously, there is no question. I have listened to it a hundred million times, I am sure. So karma is number one. anti-hero is number two. And the number three fluctuates quite a bit. Currently, it's would have, could have, should have, but it can also be bigger than the whole sky. Big fan of that one, too. What about you? Okay, so my first is maroon. Second is what it coulda shoulda, and three is alternating between you're on your own kid and antihero. You know I know where I am in Taylor Allison Swiftland, and I am a speak now folkmore evermore bitch to my core. And this feels like a 1989 Reputation album. Couple more listens through, I'm into it. I'm digging it. Yeah, like last year on Spotify, rap, like Champagne Problems was my most listened song. It's probably going to be my most listened song again this year. I just like the, I like when Taylor Swift gives us kind of like haunting kind of music. I just think that's when her talent really pops off. Okay, I want to talk about what we've been reading because I am on the precipice of a bender and I know that you were rapping. No, you're also on the precipice of a bender. Yes, yes. So I finished Hunting Adeline and I was like speechless when I closed the book. One thing I think that the author did a really good job on in the second book is discussing like sex and stuff after trauma. Like I just think that she just did a really good job with that. So I finished that and just very intense, but very good. And so now I'm on a small town vendor. So I started the Eden series with the novella Christmas and Quincy. And then I read the first and second book more than like devoured them. And I will be starting the third book today. And these Eden men, I literally looked up if Quincy, Montana is a real town. There's a Quincy, Washington, but I want to book the trip to Montana. Okay. Did you like book one or book two more? Book two. But so I gave book two five stars because I like the female main character story a lot in book two, but I'm going to start book three and then book four comes out in February. Okay, this is good to know. I only read book one. I didn't continue with the series. But if I ever feel like I'm getting into a small town vibe, I'll come back to it. I recommend it. What have you been reading? Okay, I read from Blood and Ash. So my ACOTAR bitches, this is for you. So from Blood and Ash is written by Jennifer L. Armantrout. And it is like to the vein of a cord of Thorns and Roses. However... They are vampires. I repeat, they are vampires. And it's a lot spicier than ACOTAR was. So I am thrilled. In true fantasy series fashion, I am not attached to any character or any love interest for fear that they may die or that that may change. But literally, books, I was like 10% of the way through book one. I had to Amazon book two, three, and four. So they're out for delivery today and I'm just going to be on this bender for myself. However, last night I like really just wanted to read something. I was in a mood and just like wanted to read mainly because my family bets on the NFL and we got our asses kicked yesterday. <laughs> like we, the NFL right now is bullshit and we lost every game and I lost $75 yesterday. So I was pissed, didn't want to watch any more football and I just wanted to read. I started reading this book last night because I just wanted like a little palette plans. It was relatively short. The Rules of Dating by Penelope Ward and V. Keeland. I might still finish it, but I'm thinking I'm going to DNF it. It's a single dad, which I have don't think I've ever read because I wouldn't go for it, but I actually really like it. However, let me tell you what I hate about this book. They live in New York City. The female main character is a tattoo artist, and she like put some work in an art Gala, right? Like in an art show. The male main character is her landlord and an architect. So this man is a commercial real estate owner and architect in New York fucking city her art piece sells for $11,000. And he says, Oh my God, that's like half of my annual salary. You're telling me that it's supposed to be believable that an architect and commercial real estate owner in New York city makes $22,000 a year. No. Like it was so unbelievable. I was like, I literally read that. I was like, I'm going to bed. This is fucking stupid. They have a book. I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but it's also single dad, but it's christmas themed mm. that one's a good single dad book i don't really go for the single dad books i was really liking the single dad i don't know they also are like moving at snail pace i don't it just i don't think it's for me it's a little too like pg like yeah they're fucking but it feels like pg but when that man said that he only made $20,000 as a fucking architect, I was like, this is something's, absolute... not add, something's not adding up. Like, are you kidding me? How dumb do y'all think that we are? So that's what I was like, and I'm done. I'm DNFing it. I can't look past it. I have to say, so you guys know we read *Screen for Us in October, The Masked Men. Molly Doyle came out with a full length novel. On Quinn and her masked men, and it came out to in Kindle Unlimited. We get all POVs from everybody, all the masked men. We get to know what happens after the Halloween night. We get to know why they started falling in love with Quinn. All the stories about the masked men. I've added it to my TDR because <laughs> I, <laughs> I need to get an answer. So this all is the a full-length travel. On that episode, the questions that we needed answers to, Molly Doyle answered those questions and put it on Kendall. Yeah. Kendall limited. Full eighth novel. Uh-huh. I almost... Here's the thing. I really wanted a Christmas novella last night. And I almost did the Harley LaRoe taken by Krumpus. <laughs> like, I was so close. But it was literally October 30th. And I was like, I cannot start doing this. But I think my next novella is going to be Dipped in Holly by Dana Islay. Islay um, and she does short novellas. And they're all, I think a lot of them are Christmas themed. So any Christmas themed books, this is my time to shine. Please hit me with your recs. Yeah, I made my like November TBR and I kind of have a mix. Because once December 6 happens, I turn my last final. I'm reading. I'm going on a bender. I have seven books from the Royal Elite series by Rena Kent <laughs> that I need to read, and then her third, God a Legacy*, book comes out in December. Chantal Tessier's new book comes out around that time. You're going to be busy. I'm going on yeah. a huge dark romance bender in December. Yeah, I haven't read *King of Wrath* yet, but that's on my November TBR list. I started it last night, but I was in such a bad mood. I just couldn't get into anything. It has nothing to do with the authors that I tried to read. It was 100% me. And that's okay. We had a fucking fiasco trying to retile our bathroom yesterday. And I was the primary person doing the retiling. And last night, Seth had like such an attitude while I was doing it. And I was like, what the fuck is your problem? (laughs) I was so upset. Last night we get in bed and I was like, are you going to tell me what you were mad about? He was like, I wasn't mad. I was scared of you. <laughs> we are going to get into talking more about Indigo Ridge and Debney Perry. So Debney is a USA Today bestselling author who lives in Washington with her husband and two sons, born and raised in Montana. She loves writing books set in her treasured home. After working in the technology industry for nearly a decade, writing one book, let alone many, was not something she ever expected to do. Books by Perry include the Jameson Valley series, the Runaway series, and the Lark Cove series. Today we will we will be discussing Indigo Ridge, which is the first book in the Eden series and follows the relationship of Winslow and Griffin. She also ghost writes under another name, right? Is she Will and Ash? Yeah, so she wrote Ivy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which we love. So this book is dedicated to Elizabeth Nover for all the books before and all the books to come. Getting into the plot review, when Winnie moves to Quincy, Montana, a piece of her heart feels full returning to the setting of so many childhood memories. After her parents died in a car accident, her only remaining family member is her grandpa, who happens to be Quincy's mayor. Winnie moved to Quincy to be the sheriff, and her job gets complicated when a young woman's body is discovered at the bottom of Indigo Ridge, another in a long string of unexplained suicides in the small town. While the cases complicate her work, Griffin Eden complicates her life after a one-night stand with a tourist turns out to be with the town's golden boy. Griffin and Winnie can't shake each other, even as the case overlaps with their blossoming relationship. Ultimately, these two agree to sit on their front porch and make Griffin's ranch their home forever together. Listen, I've had sex with a Griffin, and I wonder if, like, Griffins are just hot and just good in bed. So, because... Your Griffin was good in bed? Yeah. That's the last guy I've ever had sex with. But Tay actually, Tay actually marks four years. But he was a bad person, right? He was not a good person. No, he was an awful person. <laughs> this chiseled jaw man named Griffin gave me butterflies throughout the whole book. I like that Winslow is a badass and like she refused to ever give up and quit. And she was just such a strong female main character. Um, I do like the meat, like the story of Griffin and Winnie. I think it was hot and cute. Like, let's play pool next round I was, like, on you if you win. Like, I just think that's like a cute um, meat story. I do like that we get a romance story and a story with actual plot, like the whole murder mystery. I was did not expect the killer to be who the killer was, but I do like that it wasn't just like a cheesy small town romance. It was very small town. We do get introductions and all the Edens, but I love how different they all are and have their personalities. I personally don't think I could live that close to my family where I walk through the door and I'm not like a sister's coffee shop or the next door's sister's hotel. I do have three quotes. Winslow's ex shows up and refuses to leave. So Griffin goes to his car and he grabs a box of condoms. When he has the condoms in his hand, he walks to the house and tells Skylar goodnight. And when he comes back, he looks at Winslow and orders, give me your mouth. It was just such a power move that he went and got the box of condoms. So Skylar knew that like Wins not his anymore. And then I know we discussed this before, but I do like when there's like a nightmare involved. And so she has nightmares. And Griffin goes, if you have a nightmare, I won't let you go. The last thing is when goes missing and Griffin goes, Where the fuck is my win? My one. Like my girl, my win. Just like good fucking my. Okay, I also love him besting the ex-boyfriend so her stupid ex-boyfriend shows up at her house like whatever he's such a loser and he so griffin shows up and is getting all macho and the ex-boyfriend says like why he's here and he says and i'm here to give her an orgasm before dinner let's find out which one of us she'd rather have stick around I love it when a man falls first and Griffin was so in it with Winnie to the point where like halfway through the book, he'd just be like, I'm in it. I'm in it with you. I'm in it. And I loved that. And he's just refusing to let her walk away. The murder mystery I was such a fan of because there were so many suicides in like such a small amount of time. And she's like looking around. She's like, if this woman really marched up here on her own, where's her car? Why are her feet not dirty? Like actually being a cop. It's crazy. The people that are in charge of murder investigation that they don't think through things sometimes. So I'm really thankful for that plot line. I was just like, damn, <laughs> when I figured out who it was and why it was happening. Just an ultimate damn. So I know we're going to talk about it later. My favorite scene in this whole book. So, Winnie is at his house and she has a nightmare because she is like frequented by nightmares since both of her parents died. And she goes outside on his front porch. He lives in this like quintessential ranch in Montana, like what you would think of, and has this like huge front porch with rocking chairs that looks at the mountains. And so she's outside trying to like calm down, whatever. And he comes outside, sits down with her, and they just, like, sit in this rocking chair. And she's like, that was the turning point. Like, that was the point at which I can no longer go backwards. So I just loved that. I think it's so sweet. And I like that there's, like, a genuine tipping point that you can feel as a reader. I have two more thoughts. Why did I picture Winnie as Reba? (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. Like, the majority of the book, I was Goodbye. like, this woman is Reba that <laughs> time. She's like 26. I don't know why. I just thought that she was... My face is so red. I thought that she was Reba the whole time. I just, I can't explain it. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, And then my last thought is that the sexiest thing a man can do... I know we were talking about this a couple episodes ago. The sexiest and sluttiest thing that a man can do is manual labor that is it period end of story goodbye put on some fucking gloves go outside get dirty and then come back to me and I will think that you were such a slut there's no lies all true (laughs) one thing that I forgot to mention that I really liked about this book and it happened with Ivy too I like that Indigo Ridge became another character and then The next book is called Jupiter Hill, and that's the name of the other brother's land. So each of the books is named after the land that they live on. And I just love that personification of a third character, like of it being like a third character. Remembering that she ghostwrites as Will and Ash, it makes so much sense. Like there are so many connections. Yeah, this was a good book. I have have to say. So we're going to get into Spice. You know what they say? Save a horse, ride a cowboy. That's what Griffin is. I gave it one pepper. How many peppers did you give it? I also gave it one pepper. I have a line. It's just a scene. We get a lot. You know, there's nothing Simon and I love more than a government name. (laughs) (laughs) So they're a little bit more deep into the relationship. And he goes, I want to fuck you, Bear Winslow. There's a government name. But only if you're good with it. And then he goes. Do you want to come with my fingers or on my cock? Dead. You know what I love so much is that you annotated this and then you posted it on Instagram. (laughs) So last night I was scrolling through my Instagram and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And I was like, "Oh, it's the spice rack. This must be." (laughs) (laughs) I have like part because I like write like the notes in my book. There's like parts where like I'm like goodbye. (laughs) <laughs> I started doing, like, like hearts <laughs> at, like, certain, like, scenes, but. You know, this podcast has made my Kindle highlights just really weird because I don't highlight things I like about the book anymore. I only highlight sexual things. So, n- if I die, you gotta take <laughs> my Kindle. <laughs> like, if I die, you cannot let anyone see what is highlighted <laughs> in there. It just, Griffin has a mouth. Like, he is. Just imagine this rugged man with a dirty mouth, and that is um, Griffin even. I picture him having, like, a little, like, sideways grin, too. Yeah. You know? Like, I don't know. He was just really cocky, and I was into it. I also loved that when is is, like, moving into this house the whole time. She, like, never really unpacks because at a certain point, she's just going to go live with Griffin anyways. And she gets rid of all of her furniture and just buys new furniture. And it takes forever to get in. And so, like, they are fucking all the time. Like, it is urgent. Like, the world is ending every time they're fucking. And a lot of time, it's, like, not on furniture. They're, like, fucking on a mattress on the floor. And then when her furniture does come in, Griffin basically is, like, well, one of us has to break the bed in. And, like, that's – it's just very cute and, like, wholesome. But also – they are having sex like it is their last minute alive and I love the have to have you right now essence of every time they get spicy yeah this man stood no chance when no. he first met her no chance they were like oh we're not gonna do this anymore the next day they're fucking she was like I need to do laundry and he's like well when you do laundry you can do it in the wash and dryer down the hall like he's basically <laughs> like you're living here like I don't like I don't care like what you have to say And she's just standing there in shock and he just, like, smirks. That's why I think he has, like, the sideways, like... 100% smile. I pictured him as, like, a young Matthew McConaughey. Yep. So it was really weird to imagine young Matthew McConaughey and Reba fucking... (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. Dude, she was Riva McIntyre the whole book. Like, I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> I was frustrated because a couple of scenes were fade to black. Yes. And it's like, uh-uh-uh, we're not doing that. That's not what we're doing. Yeah, she'd be like, he like thrust it into one go. And then that was it. And it's I was like, like, if you're gonna write okay. smut, you gotta dedicate to the smut. Do you like Griffin or the second brother more? The second brother more. <gasps> Ooh, because he's more like like commanding (laughs) and like and there's there's like a baby involved like there's just so much more like backstory like with the second book that i think it like adds to it okay but i have to say that okay so i don't know does the kindle have the bonus epilogue of the book i couldn't tell you so the hard copy had like a bonus epilogue and so like Winslow, they get married, they like loaf, they have oh, a baby, yeah. and I like three this. months later, she's pregnant again with like another baby, and then they just have like their cute little like family on the ranch house, and I was like, that's just so cute. That is cute for Winslow. Yeah, Here's not for- the thing, I don't mind reading about it, but like no part of me wants to live in this tiny little town. No, like whenever we like, like when we were like graduating and stuff, I was like, I could never say it in Statesboro. Kudos to the people who can. I can't not for me, especially if my whole family is a foot away from me. Yeah. And like, this isn't even a college town. Like this is just a teeny tiny little town, but it had tourism. And I'm like, what are these people coming here to see? You know, it kind of reminded me of a country version of Stars Hollow. Oh, that is helpful for me. Everybody has the hotel. Mm-hmm. So that's Lorelei's hotel. Everybody mm-hmm. has the one coffee place. that's Luke's diner. So to me, Quincy, Montana was just like Stars Hollow. Oh, but out West. But out west. Because then the second book you have single mom, so that could be Lorelei coming with the baby, works mm-hmm. at the hotel. So I am picturing Gilmore Girls. You're onto something there. I like this theory that you've got. That makes me want to read the second book. I really think you should. I everybody told me that the third one is their favorite. So it's about one of the daughters, like one of the Eden daughters. Okay. I'll give it a go. Yeehaw. This is just a very like (laughs) (laughs) November small town fall book. Yeah, I agree. This book felt like a little a little hug from a exactly. Exactly. (laughs) But I'm like thinking, do you not know, think a girls' trip would be fun? Like a weekend in like a small town. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll go with you if you want me to, but like I would rather go elsewhere. Okay, I'll I'll delete the Pinterest for Because <laughs> like, I was like, No, when you're here, you want to go to um, we can go to like Glax. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You want to go to Darien? I can take you there. Please. I just think it could be fun. Go up, but see, this is the thing. I don't like the cold. Like, if it's like negatives, I'm not going to step outside. If I want to go to a small town in the fall, I'm going to Forks, Washington. I could do that. I had a friend who did that last year. See, I'm down for that. That'd be I fun. I could do it. Yeah. And we can see if we can find vampires, demons, or werewolves. Ooh. <laughs> i can bring my witch's hat <laughs> yeah so you can keep your nine to five <laughs> okay so we have a discussion question for this episode and it involves the killer okay so spoiler if you haven't read the book it's gonna be spoiled so if we figure out who the killer is towards the end and sav did you expect the killer to be rain no i did not I thought maybe, maybe it could be Frank. That was like where I was leaning, but I had, I didn't see that coming at all. Did you? No, for a second, I really was convinced that it was Briggs and he just wasn't lucid and didn't. Oh, the, the uncle. uncle yeah, yeah. Cause he I has dementia. Was, yeah. I thought that then, maybe he was doing it and didn't remember. And he was like blacking out. Because, I mean, older people, when they start to lose their memory, like, they do get violent. And so it wasn't – I wasn't blaming him. But, like, that was the only theory I really had to go off of. Yeah. And the with the wallet being there, the shoes. So I, but when I found out it was rain, especially how much Frank and Rain took care of her grandpa, all that stuff, I was absolutely in shock when I figured out it was rain. Yeah. I know. I think it's so shitty that – basically this woman first of all frank is a cheating piece of shit and piece of shit because he's cheating on his wife so often with so many women she kills them like at what point frank after three people three or four people had died would you not be like I got to keep this shit in my pants. Like, at what point would you fucking stop fucking other people? Like, she broke into somebody's house and, like, od Like, gave them, like, extra drugs. Like, she was a psycho bitch. Fucking crazy. And then for her to figure out how many women she actually killed, Winslow is a badass because she survived. Because Rain literally, like, kidnapped Winslow cut her stomach open, banged her head. And Wenzel was like, I'm not fucking giving up. She was like, I can't have Griffin finding my dead body. Which feels like a little irrational. <laughs> like, I wish that she would have had something else to live for. But if that is your one thing, girly pop, you do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I was just like. I'm just, just so upset of the fact that like Frank knew that yep. she was killing these women not only did he continue to find other women to fuck but also didn't say anything like think of all the people that you could have just saved not only if you would have not been a piece of shit but also if you would have just said something exactly and when Wenzo put it together that frank and rain were involved rain looked at frank and was like close the door and this dumb fuck did he didn't, like, try hitting Rain or anything. He, and, like, the thing is, like, he has known Winslow since she was little. And yes. he was just totally fine with just closing the door and, like, Winslow getting asked. Like, spineless. Spineless piece of shit. You've raised this person almost like a second granddaughter to just let her die because you're such a little bitch. I don't know. It just really frustrated me. Like, yeah, yes, Rain was the bad person because she was out here killing people. And, like, that's not okay. But he could have stopped her if he would have said something or at the very least, just like f- kept it in his pants. Like, don't be a piece of shit one day. And I knew we did not get a third stage breakup, but I knew something was going to ha- I knew it was coming. Yeah, it was and- It was too good. Things were too well. I knew that I was going to get hurt. And we did. But like, how crazy would it have been if Winslow died? You know what I'm saying? Like, we just got to start killing. I would have been so I would have been pissed. <laughs> I'd have been fucking pissed if it was Windsor who died. <laughs> you can't start the first book of the series like that. That's true, but you could end the series like that. Yeah. But I hope Windsor doesn't die. No, I don't want her to die, but I want I want more people and books to die. Not in real life. Okay. We have some fun this or that fall edition questions. So our first one, Emily, Halloween or Thanksgiving? I'm going with Thanksgiving. I'm really going with neither. I'd much rather have Christmas. (laughs) I'm just not a Halloween person. I think I'm not skinny enough to be slutty as I want to be on Halloween, which is why I've never been as the Halloween person. I think Halloween was fun in college, but this is the thing. Halloween never ends smoothly. I think that is scientifically proven. (laughs) Yeah, it never ends well. (laughs) never ends well. (laughs) So that's why I'm picking Thanksgiving. So for the next one, so we have football or baseball. I love October baseball, but football. I'm going with baseball. I've been trying to get into football, but it's just I'm not there yet. Oh, you've like never really been a football girly though. Mm-mm. Mm, that's fair. Okay, the pumpkin patch or the county fair. County fair. Fried fair, Oreos. <laughs> I fucking love the fair. I love the fair. It is the... so me being the city girl, I went to Statesboro. I went to my first ever fair and I was like, what the hell is this? But then I went every year. I was like, this is just so much fun. I had my flannel. I was living the fucking best. The fried Oreos. That's why I keep going back to the fair. I haven't been to the fair in years. Oh, can't relate. Me and my okay. life down here. <laughs> candy corn or halloween chocolate candy corn is sinful if you like candy corn i'm oh you're a fucking candy corn person because you're a blue cheese person your palate is (laughs) i am halloween chocolate specifically a reese's pumpkin that's all i want Mm. just give me a good batch of reese's pumpkins i fucking love candy corn that is disgusting emily especially the, the pumpkin you will eat a whole fucking chunk of it yeah Oh, my God. I should have known. I should (laughs) have known that you put that question on (laughs) to say that you like candy corn. People, please DM us if you think that liking candy corn is a serial killer trait. Um, Do you like peeps? No, I don't like (laughs) peeps. (laughs) How are we friends? You like the nastiest shit, I swear. (laughs) I love me some peeps and candy corn. This is how i know that we went to school in the south this question bonfires or riding dirt roads <laughs> people that listen to this in like washington are going to be like what the fuck i'm going to say riding dirt roads uh, let me explain what this means um when you go to school in the middle of nowhere in the south you will have a beverage several and you will get into some Probably like a pike, you will get into some <laughs> frat boy's truck and just take off in the woods, and there is just no thrill quite like it. There's not. There's really not. It is the most unique southern experience, and it is quite fun. You might see a tractor on the way. I it, just I think it's an experience that everybody has to experience once in their life. A small town boy and city girl, or small town girl and city boy in a romance, book. Oh, the Hallmark lover in me wants to say small town boy and city girl. I'm also taking small town boy and city girl. I mean, I just love a trope of like she goes out to the country to like do something. She's a lawyer, like whatever she's doing. And he has an inn and she just stays in the inn and stays there forever. And this is what I need to do. Oh, that's a thought. That is a thought. Upstate New York, listen, hottest people I've ever seen. I think you should hop on up there. So you guys know we have our scientifically proven boyfriend pyramid. We have friends with benefits at the bottom, fun fling once or twice. We're not telling our friends. Second is meet the parents. Making that next step might be the one, might not be the one. Third, we have white picket fence. You guys are living happily ever after with your two dogs, the white picket fence and the red door. And at the top, we have God tier. Nothing can be the level of God tier. So, Sav, where do you put Griffin? Okay. I am going to put Griffin at Meet the Parents, Meet the Family. Here's why. I love, I love so much that he has this sweet Montana ranch. And I love that for him. I don't want to be there. And I just, this is not the lifestyle that I want it is hot. It is sexy. I would love to be the one for like a couple months, like almost like maybe a year and a half as I'm thinking how long our relationship could be, that I'm the one he comes home to like hot, sweaty and dirty every day. Like that is very hot for me, but not a lifetime. You know what I mean? I'm doing white picket fence. Okay. So you could commit to the lifetime. I think I could. I just know that you, I would have a happy life. You would. With Griff. Like That's I would have a, a happy, happy life. life. He'll fully support me in everything I want to do. Mm-hmm. The sex will be hot. You. He would totally let you be a witch and keep that nine to five. Exactly. You know exactly. I mean? So I don't think he's at the god tier level, but I do think he is a nice white picket fence. Yeah. Yeah. He's a happy medium man. He's can a good say, in the middle. Can I say something? It's probably fucked up. <laughs> we can cut it out for you to say something that's fucked up you know what kind of engagement ring griffin would buy one so (laughs) you know the square are you thinking emerald i'm thinking it's not going to be a diamond i'm thinking the cliche big square (laughs) with like the big diamond and like i just don't know if i'm just because I'm thinking small town. That's the engagement ring I'm thinking. You know what I'm thinking? I am thinking that for a wedding to Griffin, he would want to wear boots and jeans. Oh, and easily. He would want to decorate with sunflowers. And like, listen, that's some people's vibe. It's just not mine. You know what I mean? Not mine either. But we've already created a whole a full <laughs> I could go on a full tangent of shit that Griffin would want. He... For Christmas, we'd have an angel on the top of the tree, not a star. That's not me. You know what I mean? You give him the Carhartt gift cards. Oh, my God. He <laughs> would rock a Carhartt. Christian girl Autumn would be a thing. He buy you a Louis Vuitton never full for Christmas. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, Griffin's not bad. This is not bad. It's just not not my thing. No, same here. That's Griffin Eden, guys. So there you go. We we hope that you enjoyed this episode. First installment of our little fall vibe of a small town. We typically don't like small towns, but you asked for it. So here we are. Next week, I am very excited about this. I'm feeling passionate about it. We are going to read Ignite by Melanie Harlow. Emily and I have not read this. However, it's single dad, neighbor, and he's a firefighter. So. Do with that information what you will, and we will see you next week. Yeah, guys, we'll see you guys next week. Leave us a five-star review. Please. And then um, tag us in your Cocktober graphics. We can see what you guys were up to. Oh, yeah. We can't wait for (laughs) Cocktober. Say it. (laughs) Bye, guys.